On the cover, a wrinkled and wizened hand plunges the dagger diabolic into a mirror, shattering it completely. In the cracked and fragmented shards of glass, we see the uncertain faces of Ryan, Lilith, Gustav, and Agatha. Wonder World Comics proudly presents Unlikely Encounters, Volume 4, Something Wicked, Issue 2, What Dreams May Come. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. Our comic opens in the aftermath of the last issue. Um, Ryan, you had just lost control of your powers in a terrible way and uh, smashed this bus. Uh, Dark Fox got away with the dagger. What is everyone's just kind of initially in this kind of opening wide shot of this scene of the street with the brick wall blown out and the the tree falling across the bus. What what does everyone look like? What are you guys doing? Gustav is going to help Lilith to her feet if she's not already. And then once uh, giving her a look over to make sure that there's no uh, nothing more than cosmetic damage, run over to um the mighty briar and Agatha Hazlitt. Mighty Briar still like a a little cocoon, I think. She's a he's in his fortress of solitude right now. Yeah. Having in one a big piece. Deal. Yes. Uh, what's, what's Lilith doing after Gustav helps her to her feet, if she wasn't up already? I think she's kind of taking stock of the scene. I think if there's anything, um, that is broken glass that she can fix, she's going to fix it. I feel like she's probably, like, fixing the windshield in the bus, that even though the bus is, like, the bus is not going back on the road, but she's going to fix the windshield anyway. Right, right. At least they won't have to fix that. Yeah, yeah. But beyond um, that, like, she does I mean, she doesn't know most of these people very well, and I think she feels a little, like, unsure if she's supposed to go, like, comfort and support, or just whatever. So when in doubt, fix a window. There you go. And the first sound that kind of breaks this kind of shocked silence is the distant wail of sirens. This is not the normal uh, blaring kind of klaxon of New New Olympus Police Department cruisers. This is, uh, these are farsec sirens um, that are closing in. They sound so much like a cat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uncanny, actually. <laughs> it's not my cat this time. <laughs> no, that one's mine. <laughs> Breaker! Oh, is poor Brecker locked out of the room? He is, and he's oh, mad about it. Oh, no. He's summoning you alone, Brecker. Yeah, 
He he's worried about Mighty Briar and Agatha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, he wants to sit on top of my head. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem like a really a large request. It really doesn't. I'm I'm kind of mean to not let him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. So these these sirens. <laughs> 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 These parsec sirens are, are closing in on your guys' position. Uh, Gustav is going to gently pick up Mighty Briar's cocoon and uh, grab Agatha by the hand and uh, turn and yell over his little turtley shoulder towards uh, Miss Luth. Come on, we're gonna have to skedaddle quick. Is Agatha awake again? She was she passed out, right? Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, she did. So he's gonna. So is well, Gustav I, having to carry both of us? <laughs> so yes, because <laughs> Ryan's cocoon is a, like I said little, but it's actually like I mean it's like bigger than Ryan is. This I, is big, I would assume. I would assume it's big orb. At least Ryan sized. Yeah. Uh, luckily, luckily, you could probably everyone, roll it. Well, uh, Gustav has he has a super, ironically named superhuman strength. <laughs> the the technical term for it, but yeah, I think lifting up uh, both Agatha and this cocoon is well within your your power set there. And uh, as you are kind of looking around, you hear a voice from an alleyway. It says, guys, guys, this way. Come over here. And you turn and you see the uh, slight form of Arrow Ace uh, beckoning beckoning to you from a nearby alleyway. Oh my god, it's Arrow Ace. Oh, hey, she remembers us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, she, she ought to get that checked you? out. She ought to get that checked out. It's, uh, it's, I don't, I don't want to suggest she's taken too many hits to the head, but, um, that's, uh, that's slightly disconcerting. Yeah, I believe at the end of the last one, Agatha did let our ace remember, so. That's, that's correct. There's a, it's a big moment. Wait a minute, does does Kaylee have problems remembering this? Agatha? Huh? Who are you, people? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Lilith is delighted but slightly confused that Arrowace remembers her. Because I do not believe they've encountered each other. <laughs> Lilith is just like on a glass disc and she's just gonna follow Gustav. Um follow follow me, Arrow Ace. This is some lady, some lady, this is Arrow Ace, let's go. <laughs> um Arrow Ace says, uh look, I saw you kids cause some trouble and uh look Farsec's closing in and I don't want you guys to get caught. Look, I'll go I'll go distract him for a second. You guys just, uh, like, go nearby, find a place to hide, hang out for a little bit, lay low, I will find you, 
in a minute, okay? That sounds like a plan to me. Era is not. <laughs> and uh, kind of dashes out from the alleyway with her hand out and says, Oh, yoo-hoo, over here! Um, it's like, oh, hi, it's me. I'm the one you were looking for. Uh, I'm sorry, I was fighting a ninja. Uh, I shot an arrow at him, and he turned into a tree. You know how ninjas are. And uh, she just kind of continues, uh, the voice bubble trails off. You guys are left in this alleyway. So, do you have, like, a secret hideout or an abandoned mansion? Uh, a warehouse in an industrial district, maybe a former mob factory, a junkyard, 40 um, bucks for the Motel 6, something. <laughs> Did Lilith ever build her glass castle? Um, I think Lilith scrapped her plans to build a glass castle because she realized it would be hard to get electricity. Um, worked out. <laughs> but <laughs> I think she's just like, um, like, I don't like have any of those things, but like, I do have an apartment. To the apartment. You're gonna have to lead. I don't know where it is. Um, uh, it did sound like Arrow is wanting to talk to you guys after she had. Oh, um, let's, let's, let's wait for Arrow Ace quick. First. <laughs> I almost feel like Arrowways might have some like narratively important things to tell us, perhaps. <laughs> she usually sounds like she knows what she's doing, so uh, yeah. <laughs> um, since they're supposed to be hiding, though, Lilith is going to build them like a little mini greenhouse to like it's supposed to look like a greenhouse for them to hide in. Awesome. Huh. Badass. Cool. Um, yeah, so uh, a few minutes uh, a few minutes later, uh, Arrow Ace comes, like, kind of dashing back down the alleyway, takes one last look over his shoulder, and then runs over, uh, kind of looks around, does a double take at the greenhouse, and then kind of uh, just kind of knocks uh, shyly on the door. You have to let her in. I feel weird, because it's not my greenhouse. Lilith will open the door to the greenhouse. Oh, thank goodness. For a second there, I was worried this wasn't you guys, and I was just like knocking on someone's greenhouse, you know, like waiting for some vegetables to let me in. Anyway, I think I lost them. You should be good for a few minutes. Are you guys okay? You looked like you were in kind of a mess. And she looks over at the uh, bramble cocoon. Lilith is very suddenly self-conscious about her eyeliner. <laughs> um, the dead girl is fine. I think the seed pod's all right. We're waiting for it to germinate. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know what all you saw, but a dude took a thing that we kind of want, but He'll give it to us if we help him do something to some other dude. I'm not sure what the details are, because he didn't exactly stick around to fill us in on them. But we kind of want it back. It's, uh... It's got sentimental value. 
I see. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, we can look into that. Um, one sec. And she walks over and kind of crouches down next to the seed pod and, uh... The seed uh, pod is so giant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she just kind of sits down on the floor of the greenhouse next to, uh, the giant seed pod. Says, uh, Hey, I, uh, look, I, you might want to be alone right now, and that's okay, but I did just make these brownies, and I was wondering if you wanted to have one, you know, and she kind of reaches uh, behind her back into one of her pouches and pulls out this uh, tray of, like, warm, delicious-smelling uh, freshly baked brownies that have like uh, cookie dough like chunks in them, you know, so like cookie chunks. They smell friggin' amazing. Uh, I think uh, there's like one one little tendril kind of like come kind of like peels off the cocoon mm-hmm. and sort of like goes and like um pokes at the brownies. And then, really muffled from inside the like space, you just hear, "Are there crickets in this one?" Um, Eris kind of gives a confused look at the rest of you and says, "Uh, nope, just uh brownie mix and cookie dough and a little bit of love." And she uh pulls one out of the pan and kind of sets it in the lets like the tendrils wrap around it a little bit kind of gingerly sets it yeah I sets think that the the tendril sort of like um gives like a little nod and then like gets kind of dragged back inside the cocoon and mm-hmm. you see like a, a little hole open up where it goes inside and you see Ryan like with like her mascara running and then it kind of closes up again so who was this uh this guy that stole the thing she asked mostly to Gustav but generally to everyone a uh, quick question to the editor would Gustav know the name of uh the rapscallion who made off with the dagger diabolique. Um, how much does Gustav know about the criminal underworld of New Olympus? <clears throat> if I may answer your question with a question. Well, he came into sentience uh, X minus seven months ago, I think is what the uh, the floating timeline is. So I'm going to say... Probably not as well connected of the big picture stuff. Probably more familiar with like the local neighborhood gang activities and people who might be poking around at the Harbor District, mostly Cannery and Harbor District. So I think that's uh, where most of uh, Agatha and Gustav's beat is. You may have heard of this 
of someone like this in that area, I don't know that you would necessarily. Oh shoot, we uh, I could give a uh, retcon in action. Gustav gives Ooh. a very detailed physical description of the gentleman that he had seen approximately a minute and a half ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. After he crashed the space base, would there not have been, like, news stuff about Oh, him? shit, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Gustav's probably heard of Dark Fox. This is a... And has seen, like, blurry okay. photos of him before. Yeah. So that's what the guy looked like. <laughs> I think he might be Dark Fox. Yeah, that does sound like Dark Fox. Thank you for that very <coughs> accurate description of that person you just saw. And Lilith um, is going to add... <laughs> And, like, he might be a ghost. I don't think we ever definitively decided whether or not he was. Yeah, I tried to peek into his pockets, but they wouldn't pocket. Huh. That is concerning. Mostly about the ghost thing. Not so much about the pockets, but we'll keep that in mind. A pocket which does not pocket is uh, not something that disconcerns you. An empty space within a space that does not conform to the realities of our nature, the rule set of the universe, let out by the beings who hath writ upon the stones themselves that a pocket contain only so much pocket, and it does not pocket. We'll, we'll drop it if you say it, but that's kind of freaky to me. I mean... Have you ever heard of Hammer Space? That's where I got these, she says, holding up the brownie pan and offering you some. I, I don't listen to a lot of rap. Some dresses, like, don't even have pockets. Yeah, I know. It's the worst, right? That's why I always wear my utility belt. That's cool, but, like, I don't, I don't know if I could pull that off, if I'm being honest. I, I think it would just clash with, with my outfit. That's fair. It's kind of like cargo shorts, but for your waist. I feel like as this is happening... Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I feel Go like ahead. as this is happening, just a, a little tendril just comes out and grabs another brownie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought of it that way before. Hey, uh, I just thought of something. Um, it's uh, Ryan, right? She says, questioningly, at the tendrils. Oh, I'm sorry. Mighty Briar. It's like a, a muffled, obviously, this like brownie being consumed. <laughs> yeah? Oh, sorry. Um, I, only reason I asked is uh, your um, uncle was supposed to give you something? Did he ever pass that along? It's just like, you could just hear a sob. <laughs> And then a lost it. <laughs> I think that was like the weird pedometer that the ghost took from her. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of look like that, right? Not very, not very well designed. Shoot. Okay, okay. Um, that's all right. We can problem solve our way out of this. Hang on, Brian. Please don't. Take this the wrong way, but that communicator 
did have a tracking device in it. Uh, Ryan definitely takes that the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) I was afraid of that. I think all of the thorns on the cocoon, like, triple in size. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, like a little, a little hole appears. And Ryan just kind of like leans out it and is like, excuse me? Well, just, you know, in case you ever got into trouble and needed help. I've gotten into trouble and needed help. It's just, it's so much for trusting me. And it's like He's like climbing out of his uh, cocoon and the, it's sort of like falling into like a pile, I guess, of just like rambly <laughs> knots. And Ryan is like fuming, like really like... Um, she's still got her skates on as well I think. <laughs> so she's just kind of like um, walking kind of like on the toe stops mostly and just like pacing around like so much for trusting me and so much for like I should go out there and do the thing and I could be a hero if I wanted to and to always call for help and why was I doing that if it was just going to like monitor me and track me my location like what is uh. um, to be fair it was Neptune's idea and the original intention was if you, you know, ever found something and needed, you know, back up taking it down or whatever, we would be able to get to you. But, yeah, no, definitely seems like uh, uh, in hindsight, I can see how that could be taken the wrong way. It's like an invasion of privacy. Like, I was going to take that with me everywhere. I, it's not like, you know, I... It's, why even... Like, why is Neptune, like, interested in my location anyway? Like, who even is... Like, I know that I, like, obviously, like, gave her, you know, cardigan to look after, but, like, why does she need to know where I am? It's not like... Uh, look, you have to... You have to, like, activate this, like, really annoying app on your phone to look it up and it's like only updates once every 10 minutes or something it's not like uh anyway look the point is we might be able to figure out where this guy is she says that she's uh fumbling around in her pockets for her phone uh ryan is gonna storm out of the greenhouse and all of this sort of not of brambly cocoon is still kind of attached to him so they're kind of like trailing after him as he just kind of goes like yeah sure track him on the thing you were going to use to track me i'm going to go and freaking gump to wait 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 here you're gonna you're gonna get stuck if you you gotta you gotta move the grab it I didn't you think Ryan stopped with the door, otherwise it's gonna just. <laughs> yeah, I think she gets stuck. <laughs> Jesus, just here, let me up. Now pull that end. It's like a couch. Have you ever moved a couch? Do <laughs> it. Just like make the door bigger, because like I can do that. Huh? If you if you do that, then I think. It like maybe like Lilith like makes the door a bit bigger, and then the like ball of brambles just kind of like shoots out at Ryan, and Ryan falls backwards <laughs> onto the ground, and is just like 
covered in her own brambles and they're sort of slowly like snaking their way back into her tattoo but she's just like hitting them like god fucking just oh having a time do you have any more brownies on you i do i do um and she passes you the tray to pass to you know pass around um can we uh we focus on what we're gonna do about uh about Dark Fox here and his suggestion. He said he had no personal stake in this item that we have, uh, that he has now, but he's doing it for somebody who is going to do something diabolical to somebody that he doesn't like. So... But he's also willing to give it back to us if we attack this dude that he doesn't like. Uh, Arrow Ace is uh, fiddling with the uh, dumb app on her phone. Gustav looks down at Agatha. How does how does Agatha look right now? It's a great question. How does Agatha look right right now? Gustav will poke at her with one of his toes. I mean, she was, like, conscious, wasn't she? Or at least... I think... I think she was knocked unconscious. Oh, right, right, right. She took a powerful blow. Yeah. That's what I was... Okay, yes, yes. Um, That's right. She she, uh, took a... I rolled, like, a 14 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, I think she's probably, uh, like, groggily, slowly starting to come to. You guys have, you know, hung out here for a while, and, uh, the, uh, aroma of the brownies is healing to the soul. Have, uh, have either, either of you, uh, lovely people ever watched, uh, the movie Nosferatu? Filmed in nineteen, I think it was nineteen twenty nine or something like that. I have not. Well, you should, because uh, <laughs> Agatha will, uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board, rise from the ground, uh, just like Count Orlock onto uh, onto her feet as she wakens. Well, are you are you okay? Is she supposed to do that? I awaken, if that's what you mean. Okay, good. That's that's good, right? How are you feeling? Do you want a brownie? She shall gently take uh, a brownie from uh, from the plate that Gustav has, and she shall extend her hand towards Arrow Ace. Oh, the PTSD. Um, everybody will shake her hand, sure. She likes meeting people. Thank you for the brownie. Wonderful. Of course, yeah, don't mention it. Okay, I I think I've got this, almost got this thing working. Let's see, um... Not, not important to the story, but, uh, it was 1922 that that film came out. Ah, yes, thank you for the correction. 
Ah, uh, yes, yes. See, I have seen that one. I haven't seen the... I thought you were talking about the 1923 version. Let's see. I confused. <laughs> okay, it looks like he isn't far. She's, like, zooming in on the map. He went to Hanengraft Mance? Uh, yeah, it's... it's we're still on the grounds. That's what worries me. Maybe he, like, really is a ghost and can't leave his haunt. Is that how ghosts work? I, uh, not much of a, not much of a medium. Like, I don't know. I, I've always wanted to meet a ghost, and maybe maybe I did today. Maybe. But, like, I never actually have before, so, like, I don't actually know that much about how they work. But it's, it seems like maybe maybe ghosts are confined to their haunts. But maybe not if they're, like, really powerful ghosts. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Dark Fox isn't a ghost. Oh. I'm gonna check on Ryan real quick. How is Ryan doing? Ryan is like, yeah, standing up and the last of the tendrils getting untangled from her and they don't look very happy. They look pretty cranky. Still swearing under her breath. Yeah. yeah, Muttering something about Patrick. They're going to exchange words. Yeah. How are you doing? I think Ryan sort of like at first doesn't realize where the voice is coming from and then like looks at Gustav and is like, uh, shitty. Right. Um, so I'm not sure what all that was about in the, um, in the greenhouse. But, uh, I think we're going to try to see what, what's all, what all we're going to do about Dark Fox in the meantime. Um, yeah. I feel like Ryan, like, looks over Gustav's shoulder at the, like, greenhouse, and it's glass, right, so I can see through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I pictured it as, like, frosted glass because it was supposed to hide them. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe she could, maybe I'm looking through the, the door that's a bit wider yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, like, mm -hmm. yeah, if yeah, she... Yeah, the, the door doesn't quite close properly uh, after it was widened, so... <laughs> if she could she see, like... Up, like, that whole front side of the... That makes sense. Yeah, yeah so if I'm, like, looking in, I can see um, that Agatha is, like, awake. Because I think last time we decided that like, Ryan could tell that Agatha had tried to do something and that he'd, like, hurt her or something. Right? right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think Ryan sort of, like, looks over Gustav's shoulder and, like, um, her face, like, pales and she gets, like, a... She looks a little bit haunted. <laughs> um, she looks a little bit more like she's, like, seen a ghost, I guess. And she's just like, oh... Um, is, is Agatha okay? Um, 
We use that term real loosely around her. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, she's animated. I, uh, I got, I'll definitely help you guys if you want, but I'll understand if Agatha doesn't, like, want me to, um, help. Because of what I, you know, what I did. What to do? Well, she, like, I made, she made her pass out. Did you murder her? Uh, did I? Did you? I didn't. I, I hope she's, I mean, she's there. So she's up. You said she's animated. Does that? You're probably cool then. <laughs> okay. Gustav will pop a brownie in his mouth. Ryan will just look at him. Ryan's now a little bit worried that she did murder Agatha. You have a, uh, you have brownie on your face. It's like absolutely like wipe. Probably miss completely miss oh, the spot, no, but no, just like no, wipe no, out no, it. Oh, never mind. Let's uh, let here come come talk to her. We'll slowly roll behind Gustav. <laughs> Are you all right? No, that was what I was going to ask you. Are you all right? I really sorry. I didn't know that like you were going to go in my brain and get hit by. Gustav said uh, maybe I murdered. Did I murder you? Did you? If I'm I'm really sorry if I did. I don't know. I can't tell anymore. I'm I'm up and moving. Yeah, but Gustav made it sound like that didn't actually mean anything different. Like, it, that, that it wasn't mutually exclusive that you were up and moving and that you were murdered, you know? I mean, last I checked, a murder is a purposeful act. And I don't think yours was. No, definitely not. So, as far as I'm concerned, we're cool. Are you sure, though? Because I'll understand if you don't want um, me to, like... Help you hang out, because I... Did you plunge a dagger into me? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever held a dagger, to be honest with you. Then we're probably cool. Okay. Probably. Agatha will take a brownie from Gustav's platter. Agatha has a, a very unique definition of friendship. Probably cool. <laughs> or at least, yeah. Not enemy ship. I think it's a. I think a little bit of it is a slightly skewed sense of wrongdoing. Because I mean, like, she's been murdered, and if you're not purposefully murdering her at the moment, then it's probably not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. At the moment. <laughs> I think while while Ryan is processing probably uh and being like, what am I gonna do to make it up to it? He like looks around and like sees um Lilith and is like, Oh my god, Lilith, I am so sorry. This was like this was supposed to be really cool and fun. And then I went and did that and I put you in, in danger and I um lost control of my powers and I don't know if you were anywhere near the big tree that I threw but it, 
I'm so sorry. That's revealing a vulnerability or weakness for sure. How dare you? How dare I enforce the rules? Um, When Ryan shares their vulnerability or weakness with someone, give them influence and hold to spend that hold to help them as if it were a team in the pool. Ooh. Uh, So you don't have influence over me. I don't have influence over you yet. Not on my. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. How does Lilith respond to this? Give me one second to mark it down on my. uh, Oh, yeah. No worries. I will not remember otherwise. (laughs) Um, I think Lilith is just like pretty nonchalant like oh like that was like not even a big deal I mean like it was a bummer about the bus and like you know all the everything but like I'm mostly just disappointed that he wasn't really a ghost but like it wasn't your fault so Lilith's trying to comfort and support in her own way (laughs) if you murdered him it would have been your fault he was a ghost (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can roll for comfort and support if you would. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's really is dependent on the fiction. So, if she is, you know, trying to make Ryan feel better, yeah, I, I think and she not is be to so make sad, Ryan then feel better. Yeah, um, absolutely. She, I mean, I think she doesn't want anyone to feel put out on her behalf. So, if Ryan feels bad that <laughs> Lilith is like having a bad time, um. I realize there's, like, other things going on that Ryan might feel bad about, but Lilith at least doesn't want her to feel bad about yeah. about Lilith having a bad time. That makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. Go ahead and roll plus your mundane. It's a seven. Hey! And you get a plus one because you have influence. Um, on a hit, they hear you. Ryan, you get to mark potential clear conditioner or shift labels if you open up to Lilith. She said it's, like, not a big deal and it's not my fault, right? Yes. Uh, I think I'm, like, nodding. And then I'm sort of like, that's really nice of you to say, um... I mean, it definitely was my fault, though. You know, I I did it. Um, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done it. Well, I guess like that's true, and I I think like it's good to take responsibility. But I'm okay, and like Agatha is animated, and we're gonna get Dark Fox. I think. I th- I think that's the plan, and like. I guess next time things can be better. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully uh, Agatha stays animated. I don't know why everyone keeps saying animated instead of like, okay, or good, or... Yeah, I'm starting to feel a little (laughs) (laughs) self-conscious. 
Gustav's fault. He started it. Uh, was that me opening up enough? Or yeah, yeah. Um, do you feel that Ryan opened up to you, Lilith? I do. Awesome. Yeah. So Ryan, go ahead and mark potential, clear condition, or shift your labels. Uh, I'm gonna mark potential. I think. Awesome. And uh, Arrow Ace is going to chime in and say, like, yeah, you know, Lilith's right. Everyone makes mistakes. One time when I was young in my career, I shot an ice arrow and the armored car spun out and it ran into a daycare. Um, No one was home. No one was there. It was like, you know, uh, a holiday. But I did feel really bad and, like, sent him cookies every week for, like, a couple years. That's terrifying. I know, but I learned an important lesson, and now I'm much more careful. And always double check, make of my shots. Maybe you will have to teach me how to make cookies so I can give them to everyone. That I would love to do. Now, who wants to go catch this guy, huh? Let's. Excellent. Cool. According to uh, Arrow Ace's tracker, um, Dark Fox is at uh, the other end of the mansion in kind of the the quarters that are uh, actually a little bit lived in. Um. Uh, just by uh, Percival uh, Han and Graf and a few servants mostly uh, but yeah over in the living quarters in the uh, eastern drawing room Scott uh, yeah lo- kind of large windows with the curtains drawn facing outside uh, near the gardens are you guys gonna approach What's your plan? Hmm. What, uh, I guess, I guess Agatha is going to peek out from a most conveniently large and vision-obscuring hedge and assess the situation. Ooh, that sounds like an excellent plan. Yeah. Go ahead and give us that roll plus superior. Ooh. That is going to be a two. Plus a two. Ooh. Plus a two. Oh. Minus two because she's guilty Ooh. for for a four total, which is a miss, I believe. That is what it sounds like, and there's only How? one team in the pool. However, she possesses the passive move criminal mind. When you assess the situation, you can always ask one of the following questions, even on a miss. What here is useful or valuable to me? How could I best 
infuriate or provoke, insert name here, or what's the best way in slash best way past? Ooh. What would you like to ask? I think we shall first ask with four, a total of four, and a hit on a seven. Is there anyone who wishes to use a team in the pool for... We only have one, right? Only one. There's only one team in the pool right now. So you will get to mark potential regardless. And you still get to ask the question. Yay. I know what the easiest way into this... uh, And it's through the windows. However, I would like to know what would be the best for us, tactically speaking, the quietest Mm -hmm. way into this manse. Um, so, uh, you are peering through one of the hedges kind of across the garden courtyard, uh, at the large first floor windows that are floor to ceiling on this manor, uh, the curtains drawn, and, uh, you see very briefly, uh, just like half of a face and like a pair of eyes that meet yours and you realize that you have been spotted by whoever was inside um but looking around you do see um a very convenient lattice uh with some sturdy looking vines creeping up uh one side of the house um along some brickwork and up on the second story, kind of on uh, like one of those sloped roofs with uh, and then the windows stick out. And uh, one of those, one of the windows uh, on the roof is like cracked open to let the breeze in. Okay. Um, yeah. This Which would uh, lead you in right above the eastern drawing room. Do I have? Do I have enough time? This person have their eyes met. Agatha's. Um, yes. We are looking each other in the eye. For a brief moment before they... I would like her. to attempt to unleash my powers. Okay. What are you attempting to do? Modify memory. <laughs> Y'all thing- thought I could only do that by touch. Now she doesn't even have to shake our hands. Oh no. She can just look at us. Oh, that is so much nicer looking. That is going to be a six plus a three. Here we go. Minus two for an H total. Awesome. That is a hit. Whoever that Um, person was who saw Agatha did not. Excellent. Um, on a hit, you do it, but on a seven to nine, you have to mark your condition, or I get to tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. I have no more conditions to mark. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So um, the writer will tell us how this effect was unstable or temporary. So this is the first time on page that we've seen Agatha use this power without making contact with someone, right? On these pages, yes. Awesome. Uh, what is that? How does that look on page? How is that portrayed to the readers? Agatha peers into the eyes of uh, this manservant who is on their way to close the curtains. When their eyes 
briefly cloud over, uh, looking very glaucomic, and then suddenly clearing as the memory had been accessed and rewritten. And you, Agatha, uh, as you reach out with this power, it's it's just a little bit unstable as you're you're pushing your 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 mind outward this far, um, and like you get the the altered memory in place, but you're not sure how long it's going to stick. Uh, sooner or later, he's gonna he's gonna remember that he had seen something, but for now, you're you're pretty safe, guys. There's a lattice work along the edge of the house that we can probably climb up into that second or third story window you'd uh you'd said uh second story second story that second story window watch the cat (laughs) okay baby you're fine really as soon as that curtain if he's still in the middle of closing that curtain i'm gonna hold off till that curtain is closed and then make a break for it awesome so ryan and lilith Agatha makes a break for it towards this lattice work that she's she's told you about. What do you do? Lilith is going to follow, but she instead of climbing the lattice, she's just going to like spit up a little glass disc and like elevator herself up. Awesome. She's not much of a climber. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. I think uh yeah, Ryan will climb up, but also just like use his brambles to like I don't know, make the lattice work more stable. Like her yeah, his his vines will just kinda like climb up it and give more like handholds and footholds and stuff for Agatha and Gustav and mm-hmm. Ryan. Yeah. And yeah. Arrow and, and your vines get along pretty well with these vines too, so they they kind of move out of the way for you to your vines to get into place, you know. So awesome! And uh, so you guys make your way up onto the rooftop and peer through this cracked window, and you can see uh, two people in the drawing room. Uh, one is the the manservant who is uh, dusting a nearby mantelpiece. And a uh, elderly man uh, in his early 80s, um, round the shoulders, but with a very kind of sunken face and uh, hollow eyes, who um, is staring into space up at a portrait of an elderly gentleman and uh, says to the servant, leave us. And uh servant nods wordlessly and exits. The man says, uh Well then, were were you successful? And uh Dark Fox steps out of the shadows and hands over the dagger diabolic. Does anyone react or are you guys just gonna you guys watching to see what happens? I just kind of feel like it'd be easier to wait for Dark Fox to leave and steal it from the old man than Dark Fox, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, this the is also a moment, not my, uh, 
Like, like I'm kind of letting yeah. Agatha take the lead on this one because it's her circus and monkeys, as it were. It's going to be a lot easier to beat up an old man than it will be to beat up an old man and a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so this, this elderly man is, uh, just immediately taken with this knife and he snatches it out of his hands and won't take his eyes off it. And, uh, he just kind of waves dark box away. Yes, yes. The money will be transferred to your account. And, uh, now get out, please. I must be alone. And, uh. Dark Fox nods and uh, walks out the door. And disappears into the shadowy hallway. And uh, the old man stands looking up at this portrait of a man that you recognize, Agatha, as Indeed. the distinguished face of one Wotner Hanegraaff. Percival looks up at the portrait uh, with almost a sad and almost frightened look. His his lower lip begins to quiver. uh, Says, uh, "I know, I I know what you want me to do, but I, I I'm not strong enough to do it." When he cries out, I'm not strong enough to do it, Agatha is going to reach forward and attempt to telekinetically pop the painting off the wall. <laughs> like, she's not going to throw oh. it at him or anything, just just up and then forward, like, an inch and a half, so that it, it comes off of whatever's holding it on the wall and have it fall. I think you could totally do that. I'm not even going to make you roll. Um, and the painting clatters to the floor and uh, Percival Hanegraaff falls backwards onto the uh, the cold uh, marble floor. And uh, as he he starts to like Weep as tears are now falling down his uh his sp- spotted face, and uh, as you are watching Agatha, a voice whispers through your head that no one else can hear. Says, "Then I will do it for you." And uh, the dagger twists in Percival's hand. And his eyes go wide, and he lets out a brief scream before the dagger plunges towards his chest. That's different. Agatha is going to quietly, yet swiftly, spider-crawl her way over the windowsill, onto the floor, and towards the nearest shadow in the room. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Percival is a little otherwise preoccupied. Does it look like he has any? Is does it look like he's trying to fight, or is it? Does yes. it look like he's 
is he having any success holding it off, or is it more like he's just slowing down the inevitable plunge? He is uh, barely holding back the dagger. Uh, and he is, yeah, just a, a frail elderly man. What other furniture is in this room? Um, there's a, a large wooden writing desk, um, big mantelpiece over fire, uh, kind of like a, a coffee table with some chairs and uh, sofas and stuff. I, I would like to attempt to slam the door shut and whip that writing desk around in front of it to lock the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be... Oh, uh, would you... Would you like me to roll for that? Um, again, I don't think you're really under any particular duress right now. What is everyone else doing up at the window? Has Agatha gone in yet? No, she's just been doing telekinetic things. She's she's in the room with him. Uh, behind oh, she's him. In. Yeah. Okay. Um, horror, horror movie spider climbed her way in across into a corner. And uh, right now is in the process of shutting the door and whipping a desk in front of it. Um... I think Ryan is going to reach out a tendril-y, viney bramble and try to, like, grab the hand that's got... What? Wait, has his hand... He's, he's, like, holding the knife, trying to get it off him, isn't he? It, it yeah. looks like he's fighting... Yeah. It looks like he's fighting his hand, grasping the dagger, which seems to be trying to plunge itself into his chest. Yeah, so I'm gonna like try to grab that hand and help him stop it from plunging into his chest. Awesome. Go ahead and roll to defend Percival Hanningraff. So that's a five plus one, which is six plus one, which is seven. Alright. That was a success. Awesome. On a hit, you keep them safe, but on a seven to nine, it costs you. Uh, expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll expose myself to danger. <laughs> okay. And then you also get to add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. Uh, I'll add a team to the pool. Oh, cool. All right. So we are up to three teams. Um, and yeah, so you whip a vine out and wrap it around uh, Percival's wrist and start uh, just like seconds before the the knife reaches his chest and starts straining to pull it back, and uh, as you do, uh, your vines like you send out more tendrils to kind of reinforce, and one of your vines kind of wraps itself around the blade of the dagger or the sorry the handle of the dagger, trying to pull it back. This wave of uneasiness flows up your arm before the world in front of you begins to kind of swim and dance in colors. You 
find yourself um where uh you find yourself where would you and Taylor go to be alone when you were dating like just needed some time just just for you guys um is there a uh there's a there's a big bridge right mhm uh somewhere around there like yeah wh- whether there's like a a a rock or something that is like hard to get to or like up on top of something high or yeah 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 awesome um do you want to be up on top of the bridge or do you want to be on a on a cool rock overlooking the bay uh i'm try i was trying try to remember if like has anyone else used the top of the bridge no. i don't want to step step on anyone's toes be your spot but, yeah cool okay yeah. Seems like a bad idea. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, uh, and you're sitting next to Taylor and she's just, she's just in her civilian clothes. She's not, she's not in her, her superhero outfit. Um, and, uh, she's saying, thanks. Thanks for meeting me here, Ryan. I, I know I've been, I've been selfish with my time. And I've been running around, you know, trying to, to save the world and live up to all these expectations. And I never, I never stopped to think about what kind of, kind of future I wanted. And she turns and looks at you, uh, says, uh, a future I want with you. And you have been, you are inside a psychic illusion. Um, so when you are in a psychic illusion, you can choose between stay or go. Um, if you have stayed for, if you've already stayed three or more times, you can no longer choose go. Um, but if you stay with Taylor and with her apologizing and trying to work out things out with your relationship, uh, you get to clear a condition for free. Um, if you choose go, you roll 2d6 flat plus any bonuses you have to resisting or, uh, yeah, resisting influence if you have them. And on a hit, you, you break free of the illusion and on a, but on a miss, you, you stay. Um, does it feel real? Very, extremely. Like it feels it's like my- this, this is the real, like this isn't an illusion. It feels like this is real. Yeah, yeah, it's like when when you're in a dream and it's just like this is just yeah. It feels incredibly real. There might be like a little tiny nagging feeling like I was just busy with something or there's something important, but but yeah, Taylor is here right now. Uh, I don't have any conditions marked, but I think I'll just I think I will st- I think I'm going to choose stay. I think I'll sit down next to her. And, uh, we turn the page and, uh, Ryan is, uh, now just kind of standing still, uh, tendrils still out, still holding this, this knife away from, from Percival. Uh, but her eyes have kind of glazed over and they're not really moving. What is Lilith doing? 
I think that she is making personal a glass vest as like to have a layer of something between him and this knife that seems to be intent on entering him. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I he's already safe right now from being defended by by Ryan. Uh, but so I think that would probably be an unleash your powers to kind of create this this armor for him. Does that sound awesome? Go ahead and roll plus your freak. Oof, that is a five. Um, well, I think we are going into battle against a dangerous foe right now. So let's yeah. do our team move right now. Um, who is the leader of this team? I think it's Agatha. It sounds like Agatha. That that kind of made the most sense to me. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, so Agatha, what is your what is your purpose in this fight? Agatha does not want to touch that dagger anymore. However, it seems it seems more important that no one else has it. So, um, uh, I guess get the weapon that killed her back. Everyone else wants it, and uh, if everyone else wants it and they're willing to do very bad things to get it, then uh, our only only option is to keep everyone else from getting it. Anyone else have a different purpose other than reclaim the dagger diabolic? Is Ryan counted in this team because Ryan doesn't think yes. that they're in a fight right now? Um, yeah, I think for the purposes of this, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. If, but like before, the dagger made me think I wasn't actually here. Like Ryan's purpose mm-hmm. was, yeah, the same. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Lilith. Yeah, I think Lilith wants to get the dagger back. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, we get a team for that. Uh, we get two team for going into battle against a dangerous foe, so we're up to five. Um, Agatha, yeah. do you have influence over every teammate? Uh, Agatha does not have influence over Lilith. Mm, that's true. But uh, Agatha has influence over everyone else. Uh, hey. Oh, no, no. Agatha does not have... Um, When Ryan made Agatha his love several issues mm-hmm. back, does that... Involve yeah. granting influence. Okay, let me yeah. update. Let me update my. Everyone else, everyone else, uh, Agatha has influence over, just not Lilith. Cool. Um, and you can always give someone influence at any time if you you think they have it over you. Gotcha. Um, which is cool. Uh, um, does anyone mistrust Agatha or anyone else on the team? Nope. I don't think so. Lilith is a very trusting person. Well, yes. <laughs> Ryan? Oh yeah, these are my friends. Awesome, awesome. So you don't remove a team for that. Um, are you guys ill-prepared or off-balance? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Currently. Um... <laughs> I think, like, going into this, you guys knew you were 
going into things. So I don't I don't necessarily yeah. think you're you're off balance. Cool. So we won't remove a team for that either. So I think we are up to five team in the pool total. Not too shabby. Awesome. And uh, did we have one earlier from that um, comfort and support? Yes. Okay. Sorry if you already counted that. I wasn't it. Oh, I did not. We are up to six. Whoa. There we go. I just have a feeling we're going to need it. <laughs> All Suck right, it. Agatha. Suck it, Moonflower. <laughs> <laughs> you currently have a five on the dice to unleash your powers. Five on the dice to unleash my powers. Agatha does. Or Lilith does. Yeah. Or right. Lilith. Yeah, Lilith. Lilith, Lilith is. <laughs> um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Agatha has a move, Troublemaker. When you help mm-hmm. a teammate through destructive criminal or rule-breaking bla- actions, you can give them a plus two instead of a plus one when you spend Ooh. a team from the pool. I love this. Oh. <laughs> that is wonderful. I I just want to interrupt game and take this moment to say that the uh, the delinquent rule book is probably the greatest one to pillage moves from. This the is delinquent a- rule book is fire. <laughs> like, I don't care what you think. Have you guys read that? It's insane. It's, you and be we like, still have no active delinquents. I know, yeah. I know. But, but not only can you just be like, no, I don't care what you think. I'm going to reject your influence. You can be like, no, you're not going to comfort and support me. Or like, no, you are not piercing my mask. I would, uh, I would like to raise a point of order. I believe technically you must be apprehended by the appropriate authorities in order to be labeled a delinquent. <laughs> Agatha hasn't been caught yet, so she doesn't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about Eden. <laughs> I sometimes wish I had played her from the delinquent playbook. And I I do love the, the move I took from the delinquent uh, playbook. I have made good use of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, tangent aside. Right. Um, how many objects in this room are made of glass? <laughs> um, quite a few. There's um, a lot of vases um, on the desks. Uh, some old, like, clocks with glass faces, not to mention the giant windows. It's probably a mirror somewhere in there. Oh, yeah, huge floor-to-ceiling mirror. This is the Hanegraaff Mance, correct, that we are still in. Are they vases or vases, then? They're probably a vase. Uh... You are correct. And I've, I've seen, I've seen this... This Lilith young lady appears to be able to make things out of glass. Uh, she's been able to raise up shards of them and meld them into one object. Mm-hmm. Okay. Agatha is going to uh, stand straight up, point at uh, Mr. Percival Hanagraph, and as she opens her mouth, to scream shall telekinetically shatter as many glass objects, including the windows in this room, uh, and start spinning them around the room so that Lilith has more 
how shall we put this? The yarn with which to crochet. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. So we are back down to 510, and that brings us up to a 7. All right, which is a hit. Uh, you do it, but market conditioner, I get to tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Go ahead and tell me how it's unstable or temporary. I could not even imagine. Flying <laughs> shards of glass and an old man trying to stab himself. Well, how a, unstable. <laughs> how unstable can we go? <laughs> glass armor has its limitations, I'm going to be honest. Like, I think it would prevent the knife, the tip of a knife from uh, just uh, stabbing, but um, you know, it has other limitations. I think... The uh, the shattering of the glass uh, is heard throughout the house, which yes. re- reminds the manservant that, wait, I just saw someone out in the bushes, didn't I? Why didn't I remember that until just now? <laughs> um, but otherwise, you uh, successfully are able to uh, knit this wonderful knife-proof sweater out of glass for Percival to wear. The uh, knife is uh, struggling, and Ryan, you are still uh, standing perfectly still with your eyes glazed over. We got a close-up on your eyes before we turn the page. What are you? What are you saying to to Taylor? How are you reacting to this this apology and this confession? Uh. You gave me so much time to think of something, and then I didn't. Um, I, <laughs> I think um, Ryan is. I think they're both they're both sitting next to each other, and um, I'm like um, apologizing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, there's sort of like a pause, and I like do a little shrug, and I'm like. But, like, what about Akina? Hmm. And, um, Taylor frowns for a moment. And, uh, once again, you get just a little twinge that something's a little off. And you are once again able to choose if you will stay or go. Does she say anything to me asking that? Um, yeah. Yeah, she does. Uh, she says... Because that, uh, that will determine whether I want to stay or go, I She says, uh, Akina is wonderful in a lot of ways, but she's not... She's not the person I think of when I think of who I want to rely on. Ryan will be staying. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Um, and uh, how do you, how do you respond to Taylor? Um, I think Ryan is gonna hold out her hand and um, 
wait for Taylor to take it. Taylor grabs it faster than you can blink with both of hers and smiles and looks up at you before leaning her head against your shoulder. It's a pretty good dream. She says, uh, I miss spending time like this. Just you and me. And, uh, we swirl back out. What has everyone been doing now that Percival is, uh, safe for the immediate moment? Uh, Gustav is going to, uh, leap the windowsill and, uh, make a beeline for, um, Mr. Hanagraph and attempt to wrestle that knife out of his hand. Absolutely. Um, hmm, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Because, like, the dagger would definitely resist, so it might be directly yeah. engaging a threat. But it is being currently held back by, by Ryan, and they're pretty strong. Ryan is pretty strong. And I think, uh, I, I'm thinking directly engage a threat because, uh, while, while we have that, um, that glass vest, as well as Ryan's brambles keeping the knife from plunging into, um, mm-hmm. into Percival. Into Gustav Percival. Is not so. Yeah. And yep. That, yep. Yep. He, he can still swing that wrist around. That tracks. Yep, that makes sense to me. Awesome. Go ahead and roll plus danger to directly gauge the dagger diabolic. I'm gonna roll plus danger and hopefully Kristoff's mask is not pierced. Go! That is going to be a 5 plus a 2 plus a minus 1 Ooh. For his minus one danger for a six total. There's still five team in the pool. Just gonna throw that out there. What I I just kinda wanna know like what is making this not work before I try to help. Um the the dagger itself is struggling and wrenching itself around um, and just, like, is extremely sharp and also is apparently has completely just petrified Ryan somehow. And, uh, yeah, so Gustav is just, yeah, going to be, der- like, yeah, trying to grab a sharp object that doesn't want to be grabbed. Lilith is going to encase the blade part of the dagger in glass. To awesome. sharp. Oh, that'll do it. Perfect. Cool. So we are back down to four team in the pool. Um, and Gustav, you have a seven, which means you get to pick one uh, when you trade blows with the dagger diabolic. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. There are some really good ones on this list right now. There are some juicy ones. I think Gustav is going to create an opportunity for his allies. Um, and hopefully, hopefully it's struggling with 
um, Ryan's brambles as well as Gustav's little clodhopper hands uh, that it's we're able to do something. Maybe uh, maybe help pull Percival out of the way, separate him from the knife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, um, Lilith, you uh, reach out a hand and glass swirls up around the blade itself and Gustav, you're able to grab onto this surface and uh, you uh, Lilith, you watch as Gustav struggles with the blade and finally twists it and it goes clattering to the ground and you look up and Gustav's eyes are also similarly glassed over. Gustav, you are now also entranced in a psychic illusion. And uh, you find yourself, um, you are in a a field of grass, kind of by a creek. There's oh. a bubbling water, and you look around, and you, the first thing you notice is that there are other turtles there. Um, and then you realize that you are also just a turtle. <laughs> not mutated, not humanoid. You are just you. <sighs> and your brothers and sisters are there. Um, and there's uh, a human child there who's laughing and, uh, feeding you and your family members, uh, oh. like little chopped veggies while, uh, his parents watch from a, a bench nearby. Yeah. And, and, and here you just, you just feel you feel so safe and you just know that you are accepted and appreciated for exactly who and what you are. And you are just a turtle. You don't have to worry about things like friends in danger or daggers taking over souls or your adopted sister dying for like a seventh or eighth time or whatever. You just have to, what was that last one? And you just have to enjoy your vegetables. And this kid is like, you know, laughing and obviously really likes turtles and knows a whole lot of facts about them. Yeah. Um, so do you, and you get to choose stay or go. Um, we, we're going to stay. Yeah. Go ahead and clear a condition. Um, huh. I don't have any conditions. Join me, brother. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is just the place to chill out and hang out, and you don't have any conditions marked. It's like a cool club that only only people with no conditions can get into. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, what is the thing, Gustav, that you missed most about being just a, a small painted turtle? I knew my place in the universe. Mm-hmm. There was no tomorrow. There was no the next day. There was no yesterday. There was no... Oh, look, there's... There's no orange slices, so you're gonna be hungry. And you might starve, because you might not have oranges tomorrow. And you might not have oranges the next day. 
And you might not have oranges the next week. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of oranges right here. And the only thing you There was no not knowing whether or not you were going to be awake when you woke up the next morning. You had an orange slice now. And you sleep now. And you wake up now. And you have an orange slice now. And and the only like inkling of the future that you maybe have is it might be nice to go and sit by the water and watch the fireflies later. Yeah. And uh, we get, uh, yeah, just kind of a peaceful, glimmery shot of of baby turtle Gustav with his little brothers and sisters enjoying this feast of fruit and vegetables, especially the the orange slices. Um, Agatha and Lilith, you both see the dagger diabolic clatter to the floor. Lilith is going to notice that, like, it was kind of weird when Ryan went radio silent, but, uh, it's weirder when Gustav also does, and she's noticing a pattern. Um, and I think she's gonna look at Agatha and say, I'm starting to think there's, like, something really wrong with that knife. (laughs) I'm starting to think that you're correct. Is, uh, what is... What is Percival Hanegraaff doing? Is he still aging? He is, um, he's still, uh, he's backing away from the knife. He is conscious. He is still quite terrified. Um, but also, yeah, he just looks really confused and really hurt and like he doesn't know what to do and like he's being torn in many directions at once. Agatha is going to hurl herself over towards uh Percival Hanegraaff. And she's going to stretch her hand out and say, Take my hand, everything will be alright. I think. I think he does it. I would like to unleash my powers. Yeah, girl. Go ahead and roll plus freak. Um, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? You have so many options. I'm going to absorb his vitality until he falls unconscious, because I think that's going to be ironically enough, the safest thing for him. Awesome. Yeah. That makes sense. What do we have here? Ooh! That is going to be a six plus a one. Ooh. Minus two for hopeless. For a Five total. Okay. Conditions are rough. Conditions are rough. Lilith is there. Um, Arrow Ace is also a, might be around. She she could probably add a team to the pool if you guys wanted to spend one. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think Lilith is trying to like. Now that she, I mean, now that the dagger's on the floor, she's skeptical of it for I think obvious reasons. Um, I think she's going to try and put like a little glass box around it. I don't know if that's actually helping Agatha, but I think that's what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you snap a glass case around this dagger, and uh, it starts to kind of quiver and rattle inside of it. So depending on how violently the dagger is fighting the box, I might have to kind of keep some concentration on it to keep the glass from, like, shattering as it clatters around in there. It's it's pretty pretty secure. Okay. But yeah. Cool. And um Kaylee, how's Arrowways gonna help? Uh wait, wait, wait. What's she helping with? She's helping with the uh, the draining of the vitality of Mr. Percival. Oh, okay. Um Yeah, maybe um she would just like I feel like she would just like help in a way that is like she would come into the room and be like that's enough Agatha <laughs> because like I don't know maybe Agatha was like about to go too far or something so yeah. would just remind her that like he's an old man mm-hmm. and can't hold of it yeah I actually really like that um awesome yeah Arrowway says uh it's enough, Agatha. She's out. Or, he's out. Agatha will drop Percival's hands. And, uh, the dagger finally begins to uh, settle back down to uh, just kind of a low humming vibrating inside the glass. Ryan. Um, yeah. Swift is leaning her head against your shoulder. Says, uh, you ever thought about just having life outside of the whole hero business? Go, you know, settle down somewhere, have a house. I'm sure your family would have something to say about that. That's what I'm saying. I just... Maybe I don't want this, you know? I don't want that anymore. I just want a a quiet life with the people I love. Ryan, uh... This is the last time you will be able to choose to leave, or that you will have the option. Uh, yeah. So I think, um, as Agatha, uh, not Agatha, sorry, as Taylor has been saying that stuff, like, um, <clears throat> obviously it makes Ryan think about Steve. Um, and she's sort of like looking at Taylor, thinking about, heroing with Steve 
And then she sort of like looks down at her, um, her tattoo and the, the brambles are sort of like, they're kind of like curling up to sort of like wave, I guess a little bit. Um, and he just kind of says, but this is, you know, like a, a part of us. And I don't think either of us could not do it. Go ahead and roll 2d6. Plus, it's basically a roll to resist that influence, or the influence of the the illusion, but with different results. Fuck. Um... Uh, that's a three. Um, uh oh. Uh oh. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think Taylor just says huh? it doesn't have to be forever, does it? I guess not. And uh, we turn the page and we see Gustav. Um. You are uh, down by the creek now. Uh, your little stubby front legs are dabbling in the, the cool water as you, you and your siblings are watching the, uh, the fireflies uh, dance above the pond. Um, and you get to choose to stay or to go. My siblings? Which ones? Your 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 turtle family, of course. I don't right. know if that's right. I don't know if that's right. As the familiar uncertainty of sentience begins to creep its way back in, go ahead and roll plus two d six, plus any bonuses you have to resisting influence if applicable. Hmm. Well, this is a very interesting question. Um, I don't know if it would count. Gustav has the move unstoppable. When you smash your way through scenery to get to or away from something, roll plus danger. On a hit, the world breaks before you and you get what you want. Mm-hmm. 70. Hmm. Seven to nine, choose one. Mark a condition, leave something behind, or take something with you. On a miss, you smash through, but leave devastation in your wake, or wind up somewhere else worse. GM's choice. That sounds extra juicy. I will let you roll that instead of uh, the custom resist the influence move. That is a five plus a three minus one for a seven total. All right. Okay. As Gustav realizes, these aren't all my siblings. Something's not right. How do you destroy this unreality as you tear your way out? This is, this is everything I want. 
but it's not everything I need. Sometimes you can't always get what you wanted, but you get what you need. <laughs> and as you have shattered the GM, um, <laughs> you go uh, crashing through this this mental barrier and oh. back to your true siblings. Uh, but you can't quite shake uh, the memory of that and that that feeling of I used to belong somewhere and I used to know what I needed to do. And that's going to stick with you. Uh, for my notes, I'm going to add spiritually unbalanced for the time being. If that, uh, that, that, you. that, that sounds applicable. It sounds accurate. What is, uh, what is Lilith up to? Um, so Gustav is, seems to kind of be coming to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The dagger's settling yeah. down. Mm-hmm. It is definitely still agitated, but yeah, it's no longer a threat. Yeah, I think I'm keeping an eye on that, but I am starting to get more concerned about Ryan, and I think I'm going to wander over there and kind of like wave my hand in front of his face and just kind of. Mm-hmm. See, try and see what's going on. He's completely out of it. They are totally non-responsive. Can you come back to me? <laughs> I have to think about this one. Right. Cool. 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 Gustav, what, uh, what do you what do you do as you kind of uh, awake from this vision? Gustav is going to kind of drop to his drop his hands to his knees and kind of squat for a moment as he gets his gets his bearings and uh, shaken by that um, he's going to do the best he can to pull himself together um, I think at this point he probably notices the dagger on the floor how does uh how does Mr. Hanegraaff, the current Mr. Hanegraaff, look? Um, very pale, uh, and completely unconscious. Unconscious. Um And looking great in his glass vest. Mm, very stylish. <laughs> French cuffs. It's going to a on a vest. Did you have to give him? Did you have to give him epaulets? <laughs> how does uh, how does Agatha look? Um, I'm. How does Agatha look? You absorbed a bit of vitality. I look great. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> How much? How much vitality was in the old man? Um, like, if if we were to say like, like you know, fully fully uh, well balanced meals, plenty of sleep, 
always hydrated. That gives you like a full tank. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If if you live on if you live on rock stars and uh, uh, two hour power naps because you only sleep like an hour and a half, that puts you at a quarter tank. What's a uh, what what did he start with? Um, he's probably at uh like a quarter to a third tank. He's uh you know not really a, a spring chicken anymore. Right. And he's also had a lot of sleepless nights lately. That that tracks. So I think uh I think Agatha's looking uh she's no longer looking deathly, just deathly ill. <laughs> Just on the verge of death instead of dead. <laughs> yeah, more like more like, ooh, you really ought to go get that checked. She's got color in her cheeks now. That's good. I think. Alright. Uh Gustav is gonna pick up the uh pick up the dagger and um how's uh how's Ryan and Lilith doing? That was going to be my next question. Huh. Um. Yeah, Lilith is going to kind of turn to Gustav and say, so, like, you snapped out of whatever that was, like, how did you do that? I remembered my place in the universe. And, uh, something wasn't right. I was surrounded by, I was surrounded by the brothers and sisters that I was born with, but I wasn't surrounded by my family. Did Gustav just reveal a vulnerability or weakness? Sure. <laughs> when you share a vulnerability or a weakness with someone, ask him if they think you're losing or gaining humanity. Oh. Um. I think Lilith is going to say, your family here is like so lucky to have you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that is her trying to validate Gustav yeah. humanity. That sounds like an affirmation to me. Oh. If they say gaining, clear a condition. I have none. And shift <laughs> mundane up and any other label down. So uh, my mundane is now zero. <laughs> and uh, we're going to drop freak down to one. Oh, you almost feel like a normal boy. I got hair growing places. <laughs> so I think that Lilith has sort of processed this, like, what she is getting from Gustav is that he was able to come back from whatever was going on because of the support of his loved ones. Um, And 
Lilith doesn't quite feel yet like she's one of Ryan's loved ones. Um, but she does have the phone number of someone she knows is. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think she is going to call Steve on the like little burner phones that well, and she only knows him as the electric kid. I want to be careful there. Um, she's going to call the electric kid on one of the little burner phones that Vice gave them. Um, rings, uh, and then uh, picks up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said I'll be back in a minute. Jeez, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> this is the uh, the electric kid. Uh, what's up? <laughs> so like uh. <laughs> A problem or like a, like, you know, like some superheroing or anything? What's going on? I'm like so sorry to bother you, but I'm kind of worried about Mighty Briar. She's like in this oh. trance and like I think she like needs to talk to someone who is like family to them. Whoa. I mean, uh, she lives with her uncle. No, we're we're at like this creepy house. It may or may not be haunted. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I can like put you on speakerphone if if you, uh, you like don't oh, get here. Okay, yeah, no, that that can work. Uh, sure. Lilith is going to put him on speakerphone. It's going to take her a minute. She's not great with phones, but she'll she'll get there. Mm-hmm. Technology is so weird. Yeah. She um, she didn't have a phone until very recently. I think she kind of uses it like an old person. Okay, um, you're, you're on speakerphone now, I think. Trying to think of what to say. Now you put me on the spot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> turns of table. The turns of table. Just, like, go drink three cans of Mountain Dew and shove some Doritos in your face, and you'll be, like, in the Steve, Steve brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, voice of the electric kid. Oh, no, speak to Hey, Briar. It's me. Uh, EK. Um, listen, I, I heard you not... You're not doing so hot, and that you're like in some sort of trance or whatever. But there are people out here who need you, and that rely on you, and that care about you, because you're you're you, you know. And and there's no one else like you. And if if you're not here for us, if you're not here for me, then. You know, what's, what does that mean for, for us? You know, are we just going to be done heroing? We need you, I need you to snap out of this, man. Can you hear me, bud? And we turn the page inside of Ryan's mind. Ryan, you keep getting this growing sense of unease. And you feel like you've, you're, this, this small voice is talking to you from somewhere in the back of your mind. 
uh, I think I like, I pull out my phone. Uh, and I'm like, I should, um, I should tell Steve about this. This is good news. He would, he would want to hear about it. I don't, I don't know about that. You know, I thought this was just time for us. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's Steve. You don't need to do anything you don't want to, Brian. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm calling Steve. I want to call Steve. <laughs> You trapped me in here. <laughs> you trapped me. Um, I didn't trap you. You put me here. You, cho- you chose to be here. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, but then I rolled badly. Uh, um. <laughs> uh, if you want a way out, I have a way out. But like, I'm I'm gonna let you guys decide should, that that needs to happen. Let Michael squirm. He did this to himself. I did. I did. I think I'm going to have you roll to go, to leave from the psychic illusion again, and add your mundane. As long as it's positive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For your... Okay. Because, yeah. You're being you're being boosted by your the power of friendship with with your beloved Steve. Power of power of Steva. The power of Stever. Well, that's is a ten. Hell yes. <laughs> and you realize that something is wrong. That this is not the Swift that you knew and that you dated and that this is not this isn't right. You aren't supposed to be here. And uh, as you kind of, the the world kind of swims around you as you look down at your phone and uh, you open your eyes and you are holding the the phone and talking to Steve on speakerphone. Uh, are you there, bud? Can you hear me? Am I? Yes, you what? are. You are awake now. You are free. You no, that's what Ryan. It. That's what Ryan was saying. Oh shit! Sorry. Uh, <laughs> 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 just Steve saying like, "Are you here? Can you, like, are you here?" And Ryan was just like, "Am I where?" Can you can you hear me? Hey, it's you, Ryan. How are you? Hey. <laughs> What are you doing on the phone in my hand? What? Oh, you know, uh, just uh, trying out the new burner phones that that uh, Vicegate gave us. You know, making sure they work. Just checking in. How are you doing? Um, I think Ryan is going to look around the room and see the carnage. <laughs> Uh, I'd just be like, uh, it's been a day. I won't lie. 
Dude, you're never going to believe this, okay? Don't tell anyone. You know that girl Shatter? She called me. How cool is that, right? Yeah, dude, you're on, you're still on speaker. You're still on speaker. What? <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to work this. Th- this thing is so old. She's just like pressing buttons, trying to get him off speakerphone. Uh, it might hang up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if he hangs up. Ryan like holds it up to her ear. She's like, "Oh yeah, it's good. oh you're off speaking out. Yeah, cool. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That sounds really important. Um, that thanks for helping. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll let her know. Okay, bye. And then it's just like <laughs> back to Lilith, and it's like he he said he'll call you back. He's got uh he's got his uh, super villain of his own. <laughs> Lilith is so confused right now. <laughs> I love it. She she is going to clock that in a way that absolutely is not anything like what happened and probably won't make sense, but uh she hasn't even clocked it incorrectly yet, so she'll just take her burger phone back and pocket it. <laughs> Airways goes, Yay, we did it! Good job, guys! <laughs> We need to get out of here before the jig is up. Jig. Yeah, that's that's probably wise. I don't know if the Barsec will buy my uh, ninja excuse again. That usually only works once. You guys uh, have, like, a cool hideout or something nearby? Uh, <laughs> really nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I think we come on this way. And we turn the page. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, we get a shot of everyone cozied up in uh, the secret basement of the very same handicraft beds. Arrowies kind of pulls Ryan aside and says, uh, "Hey, how are how are you doing? Are you you feeling okay?" Uh, Ryan kind of like looks over at everyone else and like smiles, but like shakes her head. <laughs> and uh, Arrowy says, "Uh, listen, I know, I know, I know you don't feel so great about everything, but I just thought you should know that your your uncle really does think the world of you." And he, he respects the hell out of you. Uh, I get a nod. Uh, and then just kind of like shrug. And be like, yeah, uh, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> We're all just trying our best, right? Yeah, you got that right. Well, if, uh, you ever need backup from superhero? You give me a call, all right? And uh, she hands you the the number for her burner phone. Yeah, thanks. Uh, sorry, I what? I lost your your pager. Oh, it's uh, it's fine. We can we can make a new one. It'll yeah. 
Change the speed for paging. I mean, I, I, I didn't really understand like how it worked anyway, so. Yeah, they're so old, right? Yeah. What are um, Lilith and Gustav doing? Lilith is kind of just watching everyone get settled back. Um, she is going to look at Agatha and say, Oh my goodness, you died, right? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, the real ghosts were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> oh my god. Have you ever died? <laughs> Not yet. Would you like to? <laughs> oh my god. And I think that is the, the perfect ending <laughs> to this misadventure. <laughs> um, I would like to do an end of session move for these guys. Whoa. Yeah, I think that would be kind of fun. Um, so let's start with Lilith. Um, over the course of the adventure, uh, you've grown closer to these, these friends, uh, into your own image of yourself or, uh, away from your friends? I'm going to say closer. Ooh, who in particular made you feel the most welcome? It's hard because it was kind of like everyone. Um, it's gotta be the ghost girl, surely. I know, I think it is going to have to be. I mean, so Ryan was the one who invited Lilith on this little adventure to begin with, so that's pretty welcoming. Um, but just because I did already give influence to Ryan, um, this little mm -hmm. uh, outing, I think I am going to say Agatha. Awesome. Agatha, you get influence over Lilith. And, uh, Lilith, you can clear condition or mark potential. Oh, I'm going to mark potential because I also have no conditions. Heck yeah. Awesome. Uh, Gustav, the armor. You grow up to yeah. the team, uh, in your own image or away from the team. Um, that's a good question. I think I grew closer to the team. Checks out. Who made you feel the most welcome and why? Um, it was probably Ryan. Mm -hmm. Mighty they're, Briar. They're good at that. Um, I mean, I could cop out and say Agatha, but that feels cheap. <laughs> if we're gonna be really honest, uh, I I know Lilith for like an hour now. <laughs> that checks out. Awesome. Ryan, you get influence over Gustav the Armored. Whoa. And Gustav, you can clear condition or mark potential. I'm gonna mark potential. No conditions, gang. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> um Ryan, to grow closer. Closer to the team in your own image of yourself or away from the team? Uh, yeah, I definitely think I grew closer to the team as well. Awesome. Who made you feel welcome and why? Um, 
again, it was like all of them. Like, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. I have to say Lilith because she did comfort and support me. Mm-hmm. Lilith, you get influence over Ryan. I can... already have influence over Ryan, I believe. Ooh, Does that sound right to you, Kaylee? Yeah, you got it from uh, comfort okay. support. No, you got it from uh, my vulnerability or weakness. That's right. I was just, uh, I think I accidentally was like writing down influenced by where I, I, I think I was getting uh, influences mixed up. So, yes, yes, it's very easy to do that. Yeah. So, if, it, if I ever say something that seems wrong to someone, please correct me. <laughs> so, I get to shift your labels. Yeah. yeah. How do you be Ryan? I, I think. Based on that last interaction they kind of had, it just only makes sense to try and up mundane. Um, and maybe lower danger. Like, I think Lilith sees Ryan as this, like, cool heavy hitter who punches everything. Um, and this time got to see like a little bit more vulnerable side of him. Uh, and also just like watch them have like a very mundane little chat with their BFF. So I think Monday, not danger down. So my danger is already at minus two because of what happened in volume seven. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With the, with the radio radiator who swapped my right. superior and my danger. Um, so it cannot go down anymore. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, you could pick something else if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah, I know normally you mark a like, but I don't feel like that makes sense when you're outside. Yeah, I, that doesn't make sense when the in the end of session moves. Okay. That's more like if you're like, you know, if you're, if Belladonna tried to shift your labels and you couldn't. You would mark a condition or something. Yeah. Um, I will say then freak down for kind of similar reasons. Yeah, that's right. I now have I now have two things at minus two and two things at plus three. <laughs> Ryan is feeling big feels. <laughs> Doing we are not about things to the maximum. We are very unbalanced. <laughs> Love to see it. Good drama. Uh, and then I'm gonna mock potential because I get to level up. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. And, and uh Miss Hazlitt, do you grow closer to the team and you're on image or away from the team? I think Miss Agatha Hazlitt has grown closer to the team. Ooh. Anyone and, in particular? Uh again, because we are we are raining on her parade. Today, in a most positive fashion, it's it's going to be the mighty Briar himself. Yay! <laughs> cool. I feel like I didn't do anything. I was I just was a mess. You uh you for a split second for a split second over the course of how long was this? Like a day and a half. Uh, yeah. You. You helped Agatha feel human, alive, for a small amount of time. Nice. 
also, Ryan, you get influence over Agatha. And Agatha, you clear condition of our potential. That's a lot of a lot of conditions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The only person who really could have benefited from sitting in a psychic illusion for a while. <laughs> However, <laughs> if I take a potential, I can steal another move from the delinquent playbook. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to clear a condition because it's really not fun to roll like a eight and then it not. Yeah, yeah, that that checks out. Cool, cool. So I'm going to clear the angry condition. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation by Brennan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at GalvanicMan. Shatter is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on her Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Agatha Hazlitt and Gustav the Armored are played by Sawyer A. Mighty Briar is played by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on their Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Wonderworld Comics is produced by Michael Dunham, and it is edited by Michael Dunham and Kaylee Newberry. The music is from Dvorak Symphony Number no. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WWComicsPodcast, or send us an email at WWComicsPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>